This is Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. Make the time to subscribe. Now let's pull back those sheets. Can we talk about the relationships? Can we talk it over, see how we can build? Only you and I know that's the way it goes. In this big old bed, the Talk It Over show. Talk it over. Yo, 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 this is your boy, Big O. Welcome back to Talk It Over. Talk It Over is the only dating show, the podcast that begins in bed. And in light of the social or the global pandemic, my guests and I are honoring our social obligation by remaining in our own big old beds and keeping each other safe. So without further ado, let me go ahead and bring in the guests. We'll have to see some familiar faces. And we actually have a new guest. So keeping with the custom of how we do, I want to introduce our newest addition first. Her name is Rhea Parks, and she is actually a marriage uh, therapist. And I would like to bring her on. Rhea, if you want to go ahead and say a little bit about yourself, let our listeners know who you are, where you are. Thank you for having me. So I am Rhea. I'm a marriage and family therapist. I am located in upstate New York. Um, I have the privilege to work with individuals as well as couples and families to just kind of help them navigate life when it gets messy sometimes. Okay. All right. And where, where upstate New York can our listeners find you if they need your services? So I'm located in Syracuse, New York, uh, but the beautiful thing about my private practice is I do virtual sessions. So I even have some clients that are down in downstate Brooklyn. I have some people that are in Ithaca. So just because oh, I'm wow. in Syracuse, it doesn't mean I can't right. you just limited outside to... of, right. Okay. Where can they find you? You have a website or so, an Instagram post? Or... So, yep. So my website is mbs mft.com which is short for marriage um i mean mind body and spirit marriage and family therapy um you can find me that's the handle on facebook that is um i'm also on instagram but on instagram the handle is the black therapist and it's blk the black therapist blk and it's mbsmft yes Yep. Okay. I'm glad you, you gave us what that acronym was because I was thinking something else. I was like, MBS. Oh, no. First BS sounds about right. No. So, Rhea, who, 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 uh, how did you learn about talking over? Who brought you into? So, the wonderful, the wonderful Trisha. Trisha and I went ah, to college in okay. Buffalo, New York. So, Trisha, yeah, hit me up like and asked me what I like to participate. I my, said, my, my jet setting co-host who is somewhere <laughs> else. Are right, we gonna get to you in a minute, Trish? Let me go ahead and bring everybody else on. Big brother Leon in the building. What's happening? Nothing much, man. How, How are you feeling, man? Good. I'm How you been? Great. I'm feeling good. Feeling good. You know, just ready to knock another podcast out the park like we usually do. Oh, we got a juicy topic for the listeners today. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. And I know you're gonna bring it, as you always do. Yes, sir. May, Maya May is in the building. Maya May, say hello. Hi. 
Hi, everyone. I hope everyone's having a fantastic morning. morning. For anyone who doesn't know, Maya May uh, graciously brought her her father on to one of our podcasts. I believe that was taped last week and he was dropping (laughs) some bombs. So, Mr. Chili Palmer, we definitely uh, are uh, ready and willing to have you back anytime. So if you're listening, (laughs) we, we miss you. And then last but certainly not least, hey. aforementioned <laughs> co-host, you never know where she's at, where in the world, is Trisha. <laughs> like Carmen San Diego, y'all. You know, every every week it's a different city, right? Right. <laughs> Hi, y'all. Hey, y'all. Hey. So everybody's How's everybody feeling? out there today? All right. Yourself? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. No complaints. So thank you, we got to thank you for connecting us with uh, with Rhea. It should definitely be some very interesting uh, points of view coming from someone who actually works in the family and marriage therapy field. Uh, so without further ado, keeping in custom. Oh, also, I would be remiss. I know you. this is maybe your first time hearing me bringing in the show. I want to let you know that Brother Nas, K.I. from Bed-Stuy, is still very much involved in the podcast in the production. He is in the building. He is actually doing work behind the scenes to make sure we keep the lights on. So definitely shout out to big brother K.I. from Bed-Stuy. All right, you guys ready for the feel-good story of the day? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let me bring this one is coming out of Buffalo. Buffalo, New York, your your neck of the woods, Rhea. Oh, okay. Um, no, 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 Trisha's neck of the woods. Oh, Trisha's <laughs> neck of the woods. Sorry. Well, Trisha, we don't ever know where Trisha's at. So Trisha's in, in Buffalo. She's in St. Louis. She's in Atlanta. She's in, we don't know where Trisha is. We have to put a GPS on her. So. All right. So this one's coming out of Buffalo, New York. Buffalo, mother of six, who took in her late friend's toddler's was gifted a new van. So a mother of three from New York did not envision raising three more children this year, but she was the first to volunteer to take in three toddlers after their mom passed away early in September. A little over a month ago, October on October 13th, Lachelle Roberson walked into the doors of Basil family dealership to buy a car that could accommodate her growing family. When she returned on Friday to get the car, community members partnered with the local car dealership to surprise her with a 2016 Dodge Caravan and plenty of gifts for the kids, according according to news. So in September, Roberson, Lachelle Roberson, assumed guardianship of a set of two year old twins and a one-year-old baby girl after her friend, Rashiona Johnson, uh, was incidentally uh, actually killed. And she, yeah. So her friend, Roberson, promised to take care of the 23-year-old small children. And she said, that's what she intends to do. While working with the Buffalo Fathers Group, the Basil family said that they were made aware of Roberson's courageous act and her transportation limitations and said through a philanthropy effort that is the hallmark of their family they were gracious to work with the community to assist the mom Uh, the video there's a video that captures uh the surprise event robert roberson was at a loss for words and expressing her gratitude to all the parties as she was fighting back tears Mm. 
Shout out to Basil Dealership, Basil Family Dealership in uh, in Buffalo, New York, and definitely, definitely prayers and big ups to Lachelle Roberson for taking on three young toddlers in addition to her own family. Mm. She was able to bring on. I mean, that's a huge task. So definitely, definitely. Big ups to her. Y'all feeling good? How, how absolutely. That? Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's incredible. Story. Yeah, it is. I don't even take on three dogs. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that was that was really good. I mean, it just shows the power of community. And it is one of those stories that it's nice to hear how we can still come together despite whatever dis- differences we may have, especially in a time when so much is being done to highlight how we are driving each other apart and how we're becoming polarized. So this is definitely, when I saw this, I thought this was great. This, I definitely had to read this and highlight how there are people and there are communities out there who are about the service of helping one another in any way they can. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, that is. It's really good. Hey, Trisha. Yes. You still with us? I'm with y'all. All right. You still in the same state you were when you started? In the, in the, when you got you? <laughs> She might, she might Don't not worry, be. y'all not getting right. No, listen, look, don't All right. Right. And you know y'all I'm sorry. You know I'm sorry. Can you bring in, Teleport. can you let our listeners know what the topic of today is? Yes, yes, yes. So today's topic is, is it okay to date one, or is it okay to be courting more than one person? And if so, what are the proper protocols? More than, so... Well, first question is, what's what's courting? What's the difference between courting and dating? So listen, y'all know I do my homework. I do my homework every week. So here's what mm. we got. Um, Merriam-Webster's dictionary says that, that courting, well, we're going to go with the, what the dictionary says, is an intransitive <laughs> verb to begin with, um, is to engage in social activities leading to engagement or marriage. Mm. So let's start there. Um, so with this topic, is it okay to be dating more than one person when courting? I think we all are probably, I, w- I would hope we can all agree on this, that no, it's not okay. Especially if we're talking about engagement or marriage yeah, based, exactly. based on that, based on that definition. So here's the biggest thing. And here's the question I pose to y'all. Do we understand generally in our society, the difference between courting and dating? No, no. Mary no Wesley okay, just confused no. me even more. Absolutely, I'm, I'm like, wait, what? What did ha- what happened? All this I time, thought, I thought, think it's something totally different. <laughs> so dating and courting. Wait, I'm I'm courting while I'm dating, or I'm I'm dating while I'm courting. Which what? What's, what's came first? Chicken or the egg, Olin? <laughs> Single. That's what came first. How about Basically. that? Okay. Single. Boom. <laughs> So basically, um, based on the definitions, and real quick, because, you know, again, I do my homework. So I'm uh-huh. going to give you all the definition of dating, according to Merriam-Webster's dictionary. So dating is to determine a period of time to which something belongs, okay? Uh-huh. Or it's usually to it's to make a usually romantic social agreement to meet with or have a date with. So uh-huh. I believe the issue is that we've yes. been using this courting and dating backwards interchanging ah, okay. the meaning right so based on those definitions right there mm-hmm. you're dating before you're courting okay Uh-oh. so dating okay. doesn't necessarily mean so they could be just like hey let's just go grab some coffee or lunch and it, and have a exactly. conversation and courting I, means i'm in making an intent to see you 
I'm making with the intent of marriage or engagement of long term, so, so long term so commitment. So it's basically stages of it then. So basically. first comes dating, and then if you like them enough, then you go to court. Exactly. I just think I just think uh, that there, there's a lot of there's there's a lot of holes in here. Um, because I'm like, well, if what if what if the two people involved have have yet to define what it is they are doing. I would say the majority of us right you know I remember the topic so this is Swiss cheese baby I can't tell, I can't do this tell me the topic again so we're gonna change the name of the topic the topic is is it okay to dating more than one person mm-hmm. and if so what are the protocols oh well, in that case yes absolutely no, but okay. see, that doesn't make it interesting. No, I don't think you should change <laughs> No, we're going to go back to it. I feel like, okay I feel like the topic is just person. fine. I feel like the topic is just fine. And the reason why I was going to say that, I'm saying that is because, because you know, earlier when you were bringing the topic in, Trish, you were saying mm-hmm. that you would hope to think that we all agree that it's not okay. And I just think that given that this is a podcast where we want to elicit conversation, you have to be... Mm-hmm open to different opinions and people like may not necessarily think like you. I am on the same train as you and I don't think it is if you're courting mm-hmm. based off of that definition. However, I do have the ability to try to, you know, play devil's advocate and see somebody else's perspective and say, okay, well, if we're talking about getting involved with somebody and and quote unquote unquote dating as good old Miriam puts it, like maybe they still have the the they maybe they've narrowed it down to two you know mm-hmm. um they've done courting i'm sorry dating for <laughs> i don't know two or three years and they're like you know what i think this one's good but this one might be two i'm not agreeing with it i'm just saying that maybe that that's where this person is at and it's it's an extreme vetting process so i oh. i'm just saying like you it's possible. So I want to I want to hear really briefly because we we kind of got ahead. We got kind of got off track with the mm. with the definitions <laughs> that threw me for a loop. So yeah. I want to hear, okay. as customary, we always like to hear from our newest guests first. <laughs> so so potential and future Doctor Rhea of of MBS MFT, please let us know because I'm thrown over here. I'm like, yes, it's it's okay to court and date, and I'm not sure which one is the correct right definition. Mm. But please, Rhea, help help us out. Help me out. So I never like to prescribe to all or nothing. I always look at everything mm. on a spectrum. And what works for me, I have to be very open that that works for me. And it's okay if it doesn't work for someone else. So my stance with regards to the definition If we are dating to eventually get to a place of courting, which leads to more long-term marriage engagement, if you're a a polygamist, it's going to be okay for you to date multiple people with the anticipation of I'm going to potentially marry or be connected long-term with more than one person. And if that's what floats your boat, and as long as there is open communication throughout that entire process, and I'm talking from the very beginning, stuff gets murky when mm-hmm. people come into situations and we're not clear as to what mm-hmm. we want up front. Mm-hmm. We withhold information in fear of somebody leaving or not being on board. And my stance is give me all the information up front so I can make the best decision for what works for me. And if what you have doesn't work for me, and I think that's where it gets a little crazy, mm. 
people people want their cake and their ice cream. And, <laughs> and that's not how life that's that not how so life true. works. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're somebody that is looking for monogamy, I don't think it's okay to be dating multiple people with the and you're moving to courting. Because right. I know I don't want my time wasted for two, three years and I find out you've been Whoa. you've been yes. dating somebody else seriously. Who's, who's, who's dating? <laughs> you said two, three Wait, years. Who's dating for two, <laughs> two, two that years. out there. There's a lot of yeah, people doing that. But okay, I, all right. All so right. I think so. if you're in a period of and again, what it's gonna be different for other people. If you're having a conversation with somebody and you're upfront to say, you know what, I'm dating other people to see where this will lead, I think you have to define that period of time. Like mm-hmm. what's going to be okay with me for you to be dating other people? Because when I, matter of fact, when I married my husband, like when we got married, I told him upfront, like, I'm not about to be nobody's girlfriend for years on end. Like you either, sound just like me. Are we doing this for real? <laughs> I or, feel like that's my twin. <laughs> or I told him like, you well, I'm not like, trying to be somebody's boyfriend for, you can leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, years on three. in so yes. all right so no to, to, to recap we are talking about is it okay socially acceptable or, or is it okay in the dating relationship scheme of things to be dating more than one person at a time or courting more than one person at a time and what i'm hearing for what i'm hearing is that on the dating aspect it is okay because that is less of an intent than courtship. Yes. So, so most of you would say it's okay to date more than one person at a time. No. Yeah. No. All right. So, May. Yes. Let's let's hear from Maya May. Maya May with a resounding with a resounding no. Absolutely not. So let's hear from May. So yeah, share 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 with us. Tell us why no, why not. I mean, I'm just so stuck on the point. Like I feel like okay, like if you were to simple it down without the whole courting and just like basic dating, like a or like a person that's not as you know sharp with certain things. And if you put it like okay, I met you on Tinder and we're going on our Ooh. first date, mm-hmm. and you know we met on Tinder and you asked me out, we're going on our date, and now this is the let's say the the whole week and this is our third date. I feel that you shouldn't date any other people because I'm putting my time into you. And, you know, and if you are, you should let me know because I just, that's just how I feel right now. Like I'm just putting myself in that scenario. Like I would be hurt to find out you're taking someone else out right after me on that Friday because mm-hmm. I thought the whole week we spent the whole week together and we're we're going towards this relationship. I mean, my, some people might think it's soon, but it goes back to what, um, Mia was saying, um, you have to put everything out there and be honest with the person. Like if we're going to move forward, let me know. Or if you want to play around, you know, I just, that's how I feel with that. Um, okay. Know? So okay. go ahead. Go ahead, brother. Mia. I was, I was going to say, um, I, I totally respect that man, but mm-hmm. I think that you should have that conversation with somebody yes. because a lot of people don't have that expectation. A lot of people are like, well, you, I don't know how many times you swipe, right? And, got a match. <laughs> and so, so why all of a sudden you got a match with me and now oh so it's just me you know what i'm saying i'm not saying it's wrong no no yeah yeah it has to be had matter of fact you should put it you should probably put it in your profile that way they, <laughs> <laughs> that way they know what they're getting into you know so i, I think that is I'd be with it. I don't, 
I, so but here, I think, <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. No. So here's my thing. So I feel like if you're gonna let's use this example you used of Tinder, okay? If I'm on Tinder, hypothetically speaking, um, I'm single. You are. It's okay. I'm single I'm because I'm looking <laughs> for. <laughs> somebody jump sure it's a profile out there somewhere. Yeah. I thought I deleted um, that account. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Leon, I can't. I'm good, but no, good, seriously, good. seriously saying, if I'm on a dating profile, I'm single. I'm looking for multiple. Agreed. I'm looking for a partner. I'm not the first person I'm looking at. It's not like I don't know that you're going to be the end all be all. Right. We're going to have a series of conversation. And in that, I'm probably, I, I'm going to take my intent. Like if I'm dating because I'm looking for someone uh, or if I'm on here because I'm looking for someone to date with the intent, hopefully of one day getting married, I'm going to let you know that. However, mm-hmm. at the same time, why would you limit yourself in a, if, if you're single, why would you limit yourself to just one person a math, at that from a moment in time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like why wouldn't you, and, and I mean, Tinder is essentially, all those dating apps, they're algorithms. They are designed to help you meet as many people as you can in order to say, this is what this is for. So essentially, if you're not dating multiple people, you've used it wrong. You're actually using it incorrectly. It's supposed to be used so that you can find the most compatible person, not the first person that you attach yourself to. Mm. what What happens if you find more than one compatible person? Right. So and then, okay. you're dating. Right. And so what happens when dating more than one compatible person starts to go into the realm of what we established was courtship mm. or okay. courting? Right. So let's go. Let's go back up, though, because, mm. again, this is like what Rhea said. You have to have that level of communication, that open and honest communication Absolutely. throughout the entire process. Mm-hmm. So it becomes a it, as the minute one person in this. I feel like you're single until you have established we are in a relationship. We are dating. You are my girlfriend. You are my boyfriend. If those words are never said at any point in time, you're still single. No, you haven't made a commitment it, no, to anybody. But then, but then it goes back to the action, though, because you're basically kind of treating that person and spending the time and putting the thoughts and emotions into it. It, it feels like it. So that person that's with you and dating you throughout those weeks or months or whatever, they, they're feeling like that. So like if say if it's, it's like three months in and you're giving you're treating them the same way that you would treat them as your girlfriend or boyfriend and and you guys are out and then you know you tell that person oh i'm going on another date with somebody like that person's going to be crushed because they're also emotionally connected to you so that's not fair but again that you're making in that example you're making the assumption that that communication hadn't been had now if the person yeah, true. Mm-hmm. parties were involved and were to say whether whether it was a man a woman or both women or both men whatever if either one of them said a by the way, before you get too excited and attached, I'm doing X, Y, Z. Then from that point, like Rhea said earlier, that the other person could make the decision and determine, hey, you know what? I, maybe I can, I can be okay with that because then I could still do the same thing. Or, no, I'm actually not okay with that. And you will part ways from there. I just think that with your example, there is a lack of communication happening and yeah. a lot of assumptions happening. So I'm not saying that it's wrong. I'm just saying uh-huh. that if you're going to do that and, and, and expect that from somebody, you should have that communication. Be like, hey, you know what? I know Speaking just, about... I know we just matched yesterday, but... <laughs> we just matched yesterday. <laughs> no, I'm just saying... <laughs> So, so speaking of, speaking about algorithms and and dating apps and websites, y'all want to hear what eHarmony has to say? 
Oh, Ooh, absolutely. Yes. Now, and eHarmony is one of the big ones, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I forgot right. eHarmony. Nobody. Oh, man. Here you go. <laughs> Here you go. We're going to have to edit this out in case eHarmony wanted to sponsor us. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> My bad. I'm sorry. Maybe <laughs> they need to step up their marketing. <laughs> <laughs> well, they can, hey, hey, they can do it. They can do it they on do our it show. Right here. Exactly. Do it on our show. There we go. All yeah. right. So, eHarmony blog. Uh, how to date two people at the same time and not go crazy. Now, I don't know which definition they are using uh, when they say date. I don't know if it means court or if it means, uh, you know, they're going to have to go and check with Miriam on. on which. So uh, dating more than one person at a time may sound a little overwhelming, but mm-hmm. it's actually one of the best ways to find the right match for you. When you date only one person, it's easy to get emotionally attached quickly. Remember, it's hard to detach once you have already gotten attached. So mm-hmm. what they go on to say, let's say, and it's kind of I, I, real. You Did you write this? No, but I feel <laughs> it in my head. <laughs> so here we go. Number one. Yeah, that's a suit. Be, be honest. Be honest with your dates about what you're doing. Uh, you don't have to tell one of your dates the name and address and physical stats of the other person, but they should at least know that when you start dating, you want to start slowly and casually and that you are seeing, you are casually dating, seeing other people. Uh, number two, don't schedule. This is kind of obvious. Obvious. Yeah. Don't schedule the two people you're dating for the same day or night. That's double booking. Right. Um, while that scenario may sound appealing or exciting to some, it almost always backfires, uh, causing both both relationships to end. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, don't <laughs> don't pressure yourself to decide which person you like more. Mm-hmm. Number yeah. four, don't mix your friends too frequently with the different people you're dating. Oh yeah, definitely keep them on um, the wraps. And this was authored by a Dr. Seth. You know you know him, Ria, or her. No, it's, a, oh, it's actually a heat licensed clinical psychologist, author uh, and TV guest expert. He practices in Los Angeles. That says a lot. You Dr. Know, Seth. What? <laughs> Dr. Seth. He practices in Los Angeles. Oh, that's it. That's it. He's just Dr. Seth. That's it. No last name or nothing. OK. No. Uh, well, yeah, that is <laughs> Dr. Seth. He's trying to stay incognito. I got it. <laughs> so what do you all think about those four? Any any strong feelings, one agreement, disagreement? So I agree, um, completely agree. I think it touches on all the points that in society, I think we're missing. I think, mm-hmm. again, we're talking, all it is is strong communication. Some of it is common sense. Like you should know better than to schedule two people to date that you're dating. <laughs> yeah. That's just, yeah, that's, yeah. that's just, that's undue grief that you're causing yeah, that's, yourself. That's, that's the cake and ice cream right there. I mean, or, like, or, or you just want to watch a car crash, you know? <laughs> <laughs> But I think what it is, it really does boil down to this communication piece. I feel like there is a hindrance with people in proper communication. And Rhea, I'm going to bring you in because I know I saw your facial expressions and you were going. (laughs) Girl, I think we was having the same thoughts over here. But I feel like um, there, there's a lack of communication. Like there's almost a fear to have these conversations about really what it is that we're doing in our lives. Mm-hmm. Like, are we, are we able and capable? And why, if, if we aren't able and capable to have these conversations, why not? So I want to get like a professional opinion on why there's like this fear about having these simple conversations. Real, real quick, before Rhea answers that, uh, let me ask, 
have have you has anybody on here dated more than one person and then did you have that conversation? Did you have that conversation up front? Why, why are you talking about me though? I mean, I don't know. You, you know, Trisha does what she does when she does. When it. I do it, exactly. But, <laughs> that's Listen, she's all she's a jet setter for a reason. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Listen, she got lower, area codes, baby. Yeah, yeah. For very real. smaller, <laughs> very small chance, very small chance of, of running into one another. Exactly. <laughs> Word. Yo, I can't with y'all. Trisha, did you have that conversation though? But did yeah, you have that conversation? Like, hey, but did you die on this but week? Did you die? <laughs> this week I'm in St. Louis. Next week I don't know where I'm gonna be. Just know <laughs> I'm gonna be so where I'm at. <laughs> no, so, I've had those difficult conversations, okay? And I am in a committed relationship. So now Okay. So all right, Rhea, let's let's hear from, from the expert. So here's my question for you, Trisha. Did you have those conversations? Like, were you older or were you younger? And not that you're old. Older. <laughs> girl, no, listen, listen, we the same age, girl. <laughs> we ain't know. Um, I've actually had them as I've gotten older. When I was younger, I will admit, like, I was very afraid to have those conversations. And, you know, you're you're doing what feel, feels good in the moment, you know? Yep. Um, I would, you know, and... I never, unless I was in a relationship, like if I was in a relationship, I was in a relationship, that was that. If I wasn't in a relationship, I was free to do whatever it was I wanted to. And I didn't feel like I needed to disclose that to you unless Mm. we decided that we was going to be in a relationship. Like, and usually it was him that needed to say it, not me. Like I never wanted to put myself into that box to be like, oh, I like you more than you like me. Like that was huge for me when I was younger. Yeah. That's like, I think that's what most people's fear is, is rejection. Yeah. I, I definitely never wanted to be on the receiving end of somebody being like, oh, well, I don't really like you. You just something to do on the weekends. Like, what? Hold on. What? You, you yeah. just want to take me out on the weekends? Is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> so I literally, like, as, as I was younger, <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, like, I never wanted to face that type of rejection. So if I was dating someone, it was literally, like, unless he approached me and said, this is what I want from you. And I was in agreement. I would just continue moving on whatever course I was on. So can and, I ask you a question? Ahead. So mm-hmm. like say at the time when if you were like when you when you were dating and if you were like weeks within the dating that person, if they were if you were to see them on a date with another person, would you have felt any sort of way? Or Ooh. you know? Cliffhanger. Let's let's Go let's ahead. Let's uh let's table that till we come back from our quick commercial break. Let our sponsors get a work and we're gonna answer that as soon as we come right back. That's a great question, Maya May. And we still wanna hear from Rhea as well on why it is so difficult to have those conversations for everybody but Trisha, because she's gonna let yeah, you know. Apparently. <laughs> so, all right, we're gonna take a quick break and uh we'll be right back. This is Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. All right. Welcome back to Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. For everybody just joining us who may just be tuning in, Trisha, can you please let our listeners know, reiterate what the topic is that we are talking about the revised topic no yeah <laughs> now nah, we're gonna go with the original one so today's topic is is it okay to be courting more than one person at the same time and what are the protocols 
All right. And before we before we step away for a moment, quick brief moment, the question I think that uh, may pose was how would you feel if you were seeing someone? Well, may actually you go ahead. You said you had the question. I want I don't want to put words in your mouth. Oh, no, 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 no. I was, I was asking, um, how would you have felt at the time of dating that person if you were like weeks in or even a week if you're an attacher? Um, if you had went out and seen your your person that you were initially dating with another person? Good question. So, me, honestly, I really, like, it, it depends. If we're a weekend and I see you out with somebody else, I'm going to be like, oh, hey, boy, what's up? Like, and just <laughs> keep it moving. I really am not going to feel that, I'm not going to feel any kind of way because I feel like within a week, I know me, I'm not going to commit myself to anybody in a week. Mm-hmm. Um, especially of the time from when we meet until from Monday to Friday, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, so, but if we're talking weeks in, and I'm having issues with my camera, y'all, so I'm going to turn it off because um, mm-hmm. what's going on? But um, if we are weeks in, maybe, you know, three, four weeks. Now, mm-hmm. if I if I see you out with somebody and I realize, like, I feel some kind of way, my feelings are actually hurt, like, mm-hmm. there's, now we really do need to have a conversation because I either, either one or two things are going on. Either I like you a lot more than I'm saying, and now we need to talk about what it is that is, um, that we're doing because Mm -hmm. no one wants to feel that kind of hurt, or Mm -hmm. I need to suck that up and deal with it if I'm not ready to have that conversation. Like that, how I feel, I think has nothing to do with the other person, has everything to do with me. And I feel like that's something that within myself, I need to have a conversation on what it is that I want. And I need to, once I have that conversation within myself of what it is that I want and I'm okay with that, then I need to have that conversation with you. But you, it's like the happiness thing. You can't go to somebody else for your happiness. Your happiness has to start with from within. So for me personally, like I might feel some kind of way, but I'll never let that person know until I've determined and had that conversation with myself. Huh. Huh. Uh, Okay. Um, that's a good deal. Go yeah, that's, that's Leon. <laughs> drop, drop the knowledge, Leon. Nah, nah. I mean, like, so Trisha, she, she raised an interesting point. Mm-hmm. And I, I think what we are not really t- touching on is the fact that nobody owes you anything. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think about that when it, it specifically to the example that May gave, because let's say you are dating or you're dealing, talking to with somebody for like a week, because that's a very short period of time. And you're mm-hmm. like, well, you know, if I was um, seeing somebody for a week and then I'm out and I happen to see him or I'm out and I happen to see her, how would I feel? And the thing is, if you, if you in that moment feel like betrayed or any sort of feelings attacked that are similar to that feeling, mm-hmm. then, then ask yourself, well, did I set expectations with this person prior mm-hmm. to this? Because mm-hmm. if I didn't, I can't really get upset that they're out there and doing whatever. Because we never had that conversation. If I yeah. don't, if I don't go, if I don't get upset, then and I keep it moving, then that in and of itself is setting that expectation. Like you're saying, like even without saying it, you're like, well, whatever. This is what it is. You do you, I do me, and then we'll see what happens after that. I just think mm. that we have that. There's like this expectation that somebody else owes us something when we didn't put forth the effort to communicate what it is we wanted or even thought we knew we wanted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's, Rhea, what, what do you think about all this? How does this fit in the realm of, of what you see in your profession? So a lot of it, and everybody's kind of hinting at it, 
mm-hmm. it's that communication piece. Mm-hmm. I feel like stuff is not communicated on until somebody has experienced some sort of reaction or some so sort of emotion. Right. And I think literally from jump, we need to be identifying and establishing what it is our intention is. Put it I in think your profile. People, right. And I feel like <laughs> people don't have these conversations because society overall has this expectation that everyone is just supposed to be with one person. So we have this assumption that everybody just wants to be with one person. So the moment I attach myself to somebody, those underlying (laughs) assumptions are coming into play, whether it's a day, a week, two weeks, you've already started to formulate in your head, it's me and this person, but no one has ever had any conversation about it. I think we don't have conversation because we're, we're, Society makes us feel as if we're odd, we're different. If we don't want to be in a committed relationship or if we don't just want to date one the taboo. Person. Mm-hmm. And again, it goes to that spectrum. Instead of looking at things as it, they're very black and white, mm-hmm. I look at it as though it's a continuum. When I first so, when I connect with somebody, why on earth am I going to put all my eggs into one basket? I could find out on date two, I'm, on the second date, that this person snores horribly or picks his nose. On the second day? Like, how you gonna find that out? (laughs) (laughs) He's sleeping on the second day, got insomnia. He's like, yeah, so, you know, I really like that dress. But no. (laughs) So, no. Oh, sorry, my insomnia kicking in. My bad. As I was saying. Let's play devil's advocate, though, Mm because there are some people that they have a sex after the first night. Yo, mm. well, that's that's oh, okay. So I get weird, that, weird, but then weird. I was thinking about that earlier because in that same week, in that same example where May was asking Trish about the week time period, she was like, "It wouldn't bother me," but I'm like, "All right, but what if y'all, you know, you but then, but then. so <laughs> all right." So here's my thing on that. Here's my thought: on How much can you really put forth into invest into someone that you are, you know, a one night stand, right? Uh, or how much can you invest emotionally if you don't really know that person? Now, if you were just saying, hey, I'm I'm here, you know, it, it happened the way it happened because I have needs, you have needs. That's cool. But then going back to what everybody said earlier, you don't owe anybody anything. Mm-hmm. Right. So if that happened on on date one, mm-hmm. that's fine. That's your business. But yeah. then if you take that and then run with it and say we are now courting we are now dating and it's like well wait a minute you you didn't even find out about my sneak pills you didn't even know you know that i picked my nose when at, at the dinner table like how much investment can you put into exactly uh, here's the deal you'd be surprised how many uh-huh. times that happens or it, what results from that one night stand is now i'm pregnant uh-huh. and now you see people well that's a different later, now we're together but they've mm-hmm. never vetted them. And now they're only together because, because we have uh, this child. When in fact, you could say, you know what? We had sex. Now we have this child. You're still not for me. Or yeah. let me court. Let, let's date while I'm pregnant to see if that's the road that we should go. But oftentimes, once a child comes into play, people, oh, we need to be together. When mm-hmm. in fact, mm-hmm. you're really not it for me. But even before you get to that point, I think what it is, is again, it boils back down to knowing yourself. You need to be able to say, like, 
Am I a person that attaches easily? And if so, am I going to give my body to this person? I don't care how good the connection is. He could be fine. She could be fine. But if you know you attach yourself that easily, maybe that's something that you know within yourself. You just have to have the willpower to say no. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is something I am not going to do because I attach myself through sex. You know what I mean? Or intimacy. But and then again, if you're, if this is what you're doing, if, if that's who you are, some people can attach themselves, some people can disattach themselves. Some people don't see it a big deal as it's just an act, it's physical pleasure. But for some people, if you know, again, within yourself, you need to determine that. Like you can't put those expectations and those feelings off on another person because you don't know what that person is dealing with and has going on and how they're going to react. So again, I feel like all of this is about learning each other. So we don't take the time to learn each other. You're not going to understand what, um, what am I looking for? It's a word. Um, basically, if you don't take the time to get to know each other, you're not going to like, you're gonna not going to understand the other person's experience because dating is not a one-sided thing. Dating is completely two-sided. So but a lot of this conversation to me sounds selfish. Like it sounds like me, 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 and this is what I want. But in reality, you're inviting another person into your life. So if you're inviting somebody into your life, you got to be open to their needs and what it is that they actually want. So let me ask y'all this. Who do you think on the spectrum who do you think actually does more of the dating multiple people, men or women? Who do you think does men. more? Women. Men. Wait, which one? Men or women? I say women. Oh, I thought you said men first. Me too. That's what I thought. <laughs> you yeah, say, I women. say women. Men. I, I meant women. Equal. <laughs> equal? Yeah. Uh, Maya May, you got it. You, you, mean, mean, you being completely honest there, Rhea? You think it's men. I think men. Men. So we got okay, one oh, men. We got oh, one oh, women. Yes, we got one equal. Equal. Okay, so a study from, uh, let me see, how do I, multiview.com. Matt is uh, Singles in America. Matches, Matt releases largest study on U.S. single population for eight years. Um, nearly half of all singles have had, that's nah, not important, friends with benefits. Basically, <laughs> what it says is that the study found that uh, 40% of single people have dated more than one person at a time. The interesting finding is that, kudos to Trisha, women are actually more likely to want to date more multiple people at a time than men. Uh, 69% of women have dated more than one person at a time compared with 51% of men. Now, of course, that's a study and we are banking on them observing the honor system. We don't know how many would be in open and true to the actual questionnaire. But right. it's interesting that they found that it said that women are more prone to date multiple partners. I was going to say, we also don't we also don't know the the age distribution of the people or how many people they actually ask. But still, I'm going to go with that number. I'm fine with that. Like, I honestly feel that it makes sense that women would actually uh, be more prone to dating more than one person at once because biologically you have more to lose. Like when you, when you think about time and mm-hmm. how it, how, when you're, if you're, if we're talking about dating to courting to possibly starting a family, right. Once a woman gets pregnant, right. For nine months, she can no longer get pregnant technically. Whereas a man biologically, we're talking about it from a primitive perspective. He can, you know, impregnate many women and, and whatever, you know, so we all know this, this is not brand new knowledge. I'm just saying that it makes sense that 
you know, on some very primitive biological level, mm-hmm. women are a little bit protective about their time. Weeding them out early. Selective about how. They, yeah, basically weeding them out early. Got it. So, mm-hmm. uh, May, did you want to say something? Oh no, 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 I'm fine. Okay, Rhea, what, what, in your experience, right, and your your family and marriage therapist. Yep. Do you feel that when those conversations aren't, or I guess, has there been instances where those conversations have occurred and on the front end, but then someone flip flop? So I have seen people flip flop, but it has come <laughs> out that they lied the first time. Oh. <laughs> they just weren't being truthful the first time, and time progresses and their mm. true character comes out. So I've never seen where someone was truthful in the beginning. And then that flip flop, I won't say it won't happen, but I think in those scenarios you're talking, if somebody is courting mm-hmm. for several years, and then mm-hmm. when we started courting, I'm in my twenties and here we are 10, 15 years later, and I'm not, I'm no longer that same person who I answered that question 15 years ago to now I want something different. But I want to go back because Trisha, I believe it was Trisha that brought up like, what's your attachment style? And I think the more people know about that, that will end, they'll have a better sense of, of what they need when they're looking for a partner. And Mm. the thing is like, we form our, our attachment style is based on like when we were kids, like Mm. how we attach or the type of bond we secured with our caretakers. So there's four different types. So you have secure, which obviously everybody wants to be Everybody wants to fall and fall under that part of the attachment style, but there's secure, there's dismissive avoidant, there's fearful avoidant, and then there's the anxious preoccupied. And whatever Mm, your attachment mm. style is, it is based on the type of attachment you formed as a kid, whoever took care of you, whether it was grandparents, mom, dad, that will predict like how you attach to people in a romantic way, the older you get. Rhea, would you be willing to come back on at a later date if we made that one of the dating relationship topics? Because I feel like there's a lot to unravel with that, especially with the attachment piece and getting to learn your attachment style. Because I've never even heard that. I don't even know what my attachment style is. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of people out there that we could save uh, some headache if they did the time to to, uh, figure out what that is. Yeah, introspect, Mm -hmm. figure out what their what their attachment style is. And so that kind of helps give them more information on exactly what they should be looking for in uh, a prospective partner Mm -hmm. or just more aware of their own triggers, I should say, when they find themselves becoming attached or attracted to a partner in a way that may not be the best for them. Have you guys seen the show You? Mm-mm. I heard it. No, you. on Netflix, um, right? Yes, yeah. I think <laughs> that's dating. You should check out you. That's a good one. Mm. Okay, you like letter you or Y O U? Y O U. Y O U. You. Okay. Mm. All right. So, um, any last, any closing words, Trish? Anybody? Maria? Uh, I, I'll go. Um, so I personally think like this, this topic is great. I think one thing that we all need to really take away is communication. Communication is key here because, mm. you know, without having that proper communication, whether you're scared to or not, you know, some people are, again, fearful of rejection. Um, mm-hmm. You still need to have it because what you're dealing with is a whole nother being that you're bringing into your life, as I said before. So I personally feel like communication is key. If you're in this situation, 
talk to the person. You never know. They might be, you know, willing to say, hey, I'm dating a couple other people too. Let's keep doing what we're doing. I like mm-hmm. what we got going on here, but I'm going to do me, you do you until we decide that that's not what we want to do anymore. Mm-hmm. So I say communication. Okay. Yeah, and, and I agree I think, with you. And in that, Rhea, you said earlier that you need to establish a timeline because you don't want it to go into... Absolutely. So clear, like even though that could be the the case where you want to, you're fine with seeing other people, there has to be an end game at some point. Absolutely. And I think like my last words would be know yourself, know Mm -hmm. what you want, know what you don't want, know what your non-negotiables are. And the more Mm -hmm. you know about yourself, the Mm -hmm. more it'll be easier for you to identify somebody that's not for you. Mm -hmm. And that cuts out a lot of the back and forth and just those long drawn out time frames where it's like, I wish I would have known this six months ago. I would have left you alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, I would have picked the other one over you. Yep. <laughs> you made the right <laughs> choice. <laughs> yep. So right. The, more, the more we know about ourselves as individual, it will eliminate some of the mess that goes on when we're trying to connect in a romantic way with somebody else. All right. And always just be honest with yourself as well, too. Just, you know, like she said, communication is key and honesty is a is a big factor in, in dating. Awesome. Awesome. Well, this has and been I, very go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, too, um, one one other thing that, that seems to have been floating around the, the whole time we've been talking about this is people making assumptions. And uh, I think that if you if you just don't don't assume, you know, what somebody else is thinking or what somebody else owes you and then coming back to communication talk about that also knowing exactly like Rhea said who you are allows you to bring all those things to the table so that you can manage expectations and if all else fails Run. Get some get some stamps oh. on your passport, or at least travel <laughs> through through different states right exactly like, like Trish, Trish. you know because you going to a lot Going on vacations and shit. Every, <laughs> every weekend. It's a different vacation. Right, exactly. so, I want to thank all of y'all. Do it. I want to thank thank all of our listeners for Especially tuning in. I want to thank Rhea for joining us and, and already stating that she would come back. I, I, I love it. I love the conversation and having you on, uh, especially from a professional side, is definitely, definitely um, welcome and, and wanted. Uh, I want to thank Maya May. I want to thank Leon, big brother Leon. Thank you. Appreciate and it. as always, my jet setting co-host, Trish. We'll see where you're going to be next time. Uh, next time I'm going to be home, okay? Okay, <laughs> wherever home may be. You say that now. You say right. that now. <laughs> I want to thank, I wanna thank our sponsors. I want to thank uh, our producers, Anna Banana. K.I. from Best Eye, who's still in the building, keeping the lights on for us. I want to thank sound <laughs> producer, sound engineer and producer Bumpy Johnson and everybody in the infamous words of K.I. Thanks again. Slow motion. Holla at you next week.